Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So we are sneaking in a few extra podcasts this week. So if you're running around or on a walk or waiting in lines, hopefully these will help you as you create a holiday season that really supports you. And in that way also really supports those who are around you, your kids, your spouse. Because when we feel taken care of, everyone around us feels taken care of. There's definitely a ripple effect to that. So a few weeks ago, we had your best holiday season ever event. It was three days. It was the best one yet, I think. So a little, a few things changed about it. We, we've called it um, make December matter in the past. We ran it a little bit later this year. I have heard that people want it earlier next year. So we've, we're, we're on that. Um, but we ran it live on zoom. I mean, it was still, you know, you can still do it from your home, but it was live. All the teachers were live and the energy was just amazing. And it really met everyone exactly where we all were that weekend. And it was just it was time. I mean, it was five hours every day, but it was just energizing. And I got so many comments about how surprising it was that spending that amount of time on Zoom could actually leave you feeling um, energized and excited and um, just filled with joy and calm and ease and all these amazing things. So I'm so excited that we figured out this format. You know, every year we figure out the next piece. And I feel like this time we really mastered the format and we had some fun dance parties and we drew some prizes. It was really fun. And we had, you know, I I think I can't even remember exactly how many, but I had 12 or 13 speakers come on. Um, We had a pretty carefully crafted agenda. And then we, I, we partnered with people who are part of our program, Flow 365, people who teach in that, so everyone could really get to meet them and see how they teach and what they teach about. And also just some, some friends who are also super passionate about this time of year and have resources that I know are super, super helpful um, to this community, to the Plan Simple community. And one of those people is Kelly Grimes. And Kelly is an old friend. Um, We have, there was a year of our lives where we spent every morning on the phone for 10 minutes, just holding each other accountable to the way we were each growing at that time. Now we tend to meet on Fridays, but she's just, I don't know, she's just a beacon of light in my world. And I love the work that she does. And she's, you'll hear her in a minute. So you'll hear how clear and nurturing she is just in how she presents um, what she's talking about. And it just so happens that she's talking about self-nurturing. She wrote a book called The Art of Self-Nurturing, which I highly recommend going and checking out. You can get it on Amazon. 
I think you can also get it at your local bookstore, but I know it's an, I know sometimes Amazon is easier than we all want it to be. And the reason that I'm going to share her talk as one of the talks that we, we, I, I keep wanting to say that we leak out, but that we share outside of, of the event that we had is because when she talks about self-nurturing, which some of us may call self-care or might have you know, learned to call this self-care. And I feel like self-care is a big buzzword out there right now. But what I find in Flow 365 every Monday when each member is deciding what they're going to do for the week, like what their three things that they're focusing on. And we really encourage self-care to be a piece of what everyone focuses on every week. And I notice different tones of how it becomes almost like a burden, like it becomes a to-do. And Kelly is so good at really explaining how self-care really doesn't need to be on our to-do list. We have to make space for it. We have to understand what will be impactful for us. But it's not a to-do list item. It's not extra. It is literally essential to how we show up to all the other things. So in this particular um, conversation with Kelly, she we are going to really give you um, some great strategies for self-nurturing during the holidays, but literally all of them are, are strategies that can be used for sure into 2022 um, and beyond, right? Because once, once we have this, once we understand this in our being, it's, it's much easier to call in. And self-nurturing changes, I find. I find that, you know, sometimes self-nurturing is focused on, on how I'm taking care of my body. Sometimes it's around, you know, making space to connect to my heart and soul. Sometimes it's all of them, but but it, it shifts from season to season, whether that's like a season of the year or the season of my life that I'm in. Sometimes self-nurturing is more basic, like I just have to make time to take a shower. And sometimes it's more complex, like I'm ready for a morning ritual that involves lighting candles and and closing my eyes and being quiet and journaling, right? So it has different flavors to it. Yet the way that Kelly talks about it is so refreshing and so un I don't I don't even know what the word is, but like it's not a burden. And I think that that's such a, an important shift for us to make to make so that we really can make the space that self-nurturing needs to take within our own lives. So I'm not going to tell you much more. Don't get confused. Again, I'm pulling this episode from our live event. So Kelly was one of the speakers within a five-hour day. And so there might be references to what happened before her talk or what's happening after. So don't let that confuse you, but take in everything, everything that she has to say about self-nurturing. And if you want to learn more about um, Flow 365, which right now is open for enrollment, it is going to be such an amazing year in Flow. We've added in just some beautiful, um, actually really self-nurturing um items, is that the right word, um, events into 
our rhythm of flow. So two of those, um, you'll actually hear from them in the next couple of weeks on the podcast too. But one of them is we're going to have a monthly, we're calling it monthly OM with Julie Hannon. And it's really about connecting to your heart. It's going to be, talk about self-nurturing. It's going to be really self-nurturing. And it's really about dreaming and coming into new relationship with time in a very sort of meditative way. And we're also adding in the monthly root, which is with Kelly Lebeck. And it's going to be about really paying attention to our nervous system and calming our nervous system and learning how to keep our nervous system calm as as stuff comes up, which is also super self-nurturing. So I don't know, it's just going to be such a beautiful year. And if if you're pulled towards being in community, if that sounds nurturing to you, and really focusing on allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to make a plan and be guided, very guided to make a plan for that dream and have support unlike any other to follow through on that dream, to really have your hand held as you follow through on your dreams. This is the place for you. And I hope that you'll check it out and ask us any questions. A good way to ask us questions is to DM us on Instagram. A good way to figure out what's coming up because we'll have a number of things like an open house um, and a couple of different ways where you can learn more is to follow us on Instagrams. And on Instagram, we're plansimple.co. And I'll be really present there for the next, you know, hopefully for all of 2022, but for sure for the next six weeks. So um, be in touch with us there, ask us any questions. And if that's not your jam, then always feel free to send us an email or go check us out on plansimple.com. All right, with no further ado, let's learn from Kelly Grimes. So I'm like, pivoting just a little bit. So I'm going to also tell my speakers this because we got to move right now, which was just wonderful. And now we can focus a little bit better. So we're not going to dance right now, but Kelly Grimes gave me the most amazing song ever to dance to. So we're like going to dance out tonight. Like that's how we're going to end. We're going to end moving our bodies again. But for right now, I'm going to get Kelly Grimes on and she is going to teach us some wonderful things. I know because she always does. Hello, Hi, friends. Hi, Mia. What a wonderful day this has been. Oh, my gosh. It's such a nurturing, wonderful experience. And I love the movement from Linda. Thank you, Linda. That was amazing. And all the beautiful offerings from everyone have just been so uplifting and inspiring today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I mean, I feel like people have been around know Kelly by now because I asked Kelly to come on quite kind of frequently and I talk about her book a lot. Um, but I asked Kelly specifically to come on because, oh, look, I have it right here. That's funny. That wasn't even on purpose. But like I always call her her book like she called it self-nurturing, but I always call it the self-care like artist way. It's like to me, it's like the new version of the artist way for us women who need to take better care of ourselves. And she has this whole chapter about the holidays. So I was like, will you just come on and just give us so many ideas because one of the ways that the, one of the things I love about the way Kelly teaches is literally she talks us out 
of self-nurturing being something on the to-do. Like it's not even like part of your like vocabulary that it would be like on the, the to-do list, like any sort of self-care. So I just want everyone to experience that and feel that. So I'm just going to hand it off to you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'm hoping I can keep track of time since we're a little bit off that. So yeah. So you, you're, you're planning on speaking for like a half hour, right? And so, and so 10 after, and then do you want me to tell you when it's close or no? Yeah. Or, or I'll, I'll, um, yeah, I just like the intentionality of that. So thank you so much. Well, I am so grateful to be invited here today to talk about what it would look like to have a self-nurtured holiday. Uh, Most of the time we think about nurturing other people, uh, which is beautiful. I love that part of, of the holidays and to do it sustainably and to have it really aligned with these intentions that we've been setting all day and that we just embodied in that movement. It's really important to bring the idea of nurturing to the whole experience. So um, since you've already had a lot of experiences today on the retreat of feeling nurtured, of really nurturing yourselves, I want to invite you to, for a moment just to tune into your body. Where do you feel that expansiveness or that experience of being nurtured? What emotions come up for you when you're tuned in really into the altar of your heart, right? That place where you prioritize and love yourself just like what you spread out into the world and what you aspire to spread in the world. Breathe into that experience because the more embodied we are in this understanding of nurturing and self-nurturing, the easier it is to prioritize it, the easier it is to weave it into everything that we do. So I'm all about choice. I think to be empowered is incredibly important. And and I really look at the work I do with people is to empower them, to see that nurturing themselves is a foundation of them creating the life that they want. And so for me, choosing to have a self-nurtured holiday is the first step in this whole process. We actually have to shift our mindset from a have to mindset into a choose to mindset. And that's really key. So much of the time that obligation that we identified earlier, like what are those things that don't really feel um, in alignment with our intentions for for a holiday? Um, Those are the things that really are those obligations, those shoulds. And all of that is really grounded in, you know, that energy of, oh, I have to do this, whether it's a tradition that you've done all the time, whether it's activities you feel like you should participate in because, you know, everyone's doing that or whatever it is. Um, when we shift out of a have to into a choose to, we embody choice and empowerment. And that automatically makes anything that we do be grounded in, um, in self-nurturing. So I invite you just to choose, choose that you are going to have a self-nurtured holiday. Um, think about each of the activities that you put in your plan as coming from that place of choice and, and see what a difference it makes. Um, sometimes what I'll have people do is write out all the things they have to do read their list and feel how that feels. 
and get in touch with that. Usually people feel overwhelmed and exhausted with that before they've even began, right? That's that kind of to-do list mentality. When they shift it into choice, all of a sudden gratitude flows in. All of a sudden people start to say, well, I get to, well, I get to, to do this or I get to do that. And it really energizes it and, and brings that feeling of being nurtured into it. So I invite us all just let's choose to have a self-nurtured holiday. The next step is to really get clear about our intention. Mia took us through that and other folks um, have taken us through really clarifying what our intention is. But I want to invite you on page 57 of the playbook um, is a, a, the beginning of um, I think 56 is the beginning of my section, but 57 is where you can write it down. There is so much power in the declaration. We heard that from um, the other, um, I think Megan was her name, the other presenter. And I love that. I absolutely think we can declare, we can declare with choice and then we declare with our intention. And what I love about intention is it helps us focus on what's important to us. It helps us get in touch with that. And so I invite you to write down your intention on page 57. My intention is for my holidays to be filled with love, joy, and nurturing. And, and that then can become my mantra. That can become my lens with which everything else I choose goes through that. And there's something really powerful about having the clarity of that. So take a moment and write down what your intention is. And then I think all of the sharing that people have been doing in chat is so powerful. So if you want to share um, anything in the chat during the time we go through this, I know people have already shared intentions, but, but put it in because that also creates, there's an energy that's created with that. One of the things that I love to do is write my intention someplace that I can see it. You could uh, write it on an index card, a post-it. You could write it in your calendar. Um, you could create some beautiful image of it on Canva, or you can have some kind of art um, paper that you would use and watercolor around it or do something that invokes the emotion that you want to have with it. And um, keep it visible. It really is. Your intention will bring you back to what's important. And when we're in alignment with what's important, we feel nurtured, we feel in flow, we feel connected, which is all really, really important. So after we've you know, chosen we're going to have this nurturing holiday, we've set our intention, I really want to invite you to give yourself permission to nurture yourself every day. Now, what this will um, require of you is that you embrace the wisdom that you can be more loving, more compassionate, and more generous when you are filled up and are giving from the overflow in your saucer. When you really shift into that mindset and make that choice, like I am just going to see that, that nurturing myself is how I nurture everyone else in my life. It's how I create this beautiful nurturing holiday is really to come home to myself and be tuned into what it is that I need to do to stay grounded, to stay centered, to stay intentional on this journey. And so um, part of, uh, for me, part of this process of giving myself permission 
is writing out. I give myself permission and I have these sweet little permission uh, uh, slip statements that I love. I might do a permission slip every day for a different activity I'm going to do, or I might just give myself permission. Like I give myself permission that, and then I put that into my planner. And for me, I call it sacred self-nurturing. And what I love about that is it reinforces that it's important and it also reinforces that it's non-negotiable. And for me, it's really helpful to start my day that way. That way, all the responsibilities of other things that, that come onto my plate over time, that they aren't the things that then shove uh, my self-nurturing down to the bottom of the list. I just start that way. Um, so if you can, it sometimes requires us to maybe wake up uh, 20 minutes early or something to add that in. Uh, but finding ways to um make that commitment to yourself and sometimes i feel like permission giving and commitment can flow hand in hand i give myself permission and by doing that i remove the resistance to it right i remove any of the shoulds or you know um other people's expectations of me i i show up with me and then i can follow through on this commitment to myself because that's what nurturing is nurturing is really cultivating a relationship with yourself like you would a dear friend but that we start with ourselves and that really filling up in that way that we can give generously out. So giving ourselves permission, um, you know, I give myself permission to nurture myself every day so that I can embody my self-nurtured uh, holiday and I can live my intention. If you want to write things out, that's beautiful. Um, you know, you could have kind of a collage of your, you know, choice, your intention, your permission slip, but really these things, I, I'm really a believer and I, I love gemstones and I love essential oils. I love things that I can look at something, this is a little garnet, that I can look at a gemstone or something and I can be reminded it's a touchstone. Um, of my commitment to myself. So finding beautiful ways to um, display things for yourself can be a, a sweet, gentle reminder and an encourager of the commitment that you've made to yourself. Now, just like planning meals or our holiday traditions or our schedule, I believe that creating lists of things that are nurturing for us support us, right? I've heard from so many folks that they might have a half an hour to do something and then they spend like 20 minutes trying to decide what they're going to do. And then the last 10 minutes, they're like, well, it's not even worth starting because, you know, I used up all my time. So when we create these lists, we have beautiful opportunity then to look quickly at them and decide what we're going to do because the, the, idea of making a commitment to nurture ourselves obviously then has to have an action a movement part of that so creating this list i like to break my list up into mind body and spirit and the reason is is that there's times that different parts of me need to be nurtured more and then there's sometimes friends that all like i could have one activity that meets all three things so if i'm really needing to to fill up that's the thing I'm going to want to choose. I would kind of call that like the 10 out of 10 thing that'll really, you know, uh, fill me up. Um, so I want to remind us, sometimes we think of self-nurturing as a solo act. 
It certainly can be. And there's lots of wonderful, wonderful things that we can do on our own. But it does not need to only be that, right? I think we can nurture with our partners. We can nurture ourselves with our family members, with our friends, with the community. There's lots of ways uh, to nurture ourselves. So I invite you to expand your perspective and have some of the things that could be on your own and some things that can be in community. Uh, because especially during the holiday times when we heard that connection is such an important um, uh, intention that people have, you want to have those things uh, connected in. So let's think of some things um, that would be that we could nurture ourselves from our mind. I'm going to share some and then I want I'm going to open up chat so that we can um, hear other people's because this kind of crowdsourcing and having ideas um, is so helpful. We might get uh, in a narrowed perspective when we do something in a regular way and then somebody adding something else in might be, oh, that's, you know, like just such a joy to have something refreshed in that way. So some of the things that I love um, for the mind or anything to do with meditation, mindfulness, connecting with ourselves. I love that phrase, you know, coming to the altar of my heart, right? pausing and connecting in with myself, I think can be beautiful. And we've had, you know, we did some ritual this morning, creating sacred space. We've done some um, meditation. We've done some breath exercises. All of those things certainly could be um, in the mind and spirit category. So you see how those could be. And when we moved, they were also in the body category. So I think affirmations, um, certainly self-compassion, uh, if we invited in self-compassion, giving ourselves grace, really being loving and kind to ourselves this holiday, we would already revolutionize it because typically we end up looking more at what we haven't done or all the things we have to do versus celebrating what we have done and celebrating where we are right now, that, that it's about progress, not perfection. So that self-compassion to me has been revolutionary and um, is a beautiful way to uh, add in nurturing of the mind. Gratitude practice, um, creating this self-nurturing holiday plan, uh, listening to audiobooks, journaling. Uh, one thing I love is like writing yourself a love note can be such a sweet thing to do to really nurture and shift, especially if you feel, um, if you've had conflict or you've um, done something where you feel like you made a mistake or some way to really invite in self-compassion is to write an, a letter to yourself from love um, or write a short love note that you see when you walk around. And some other things are acknowledging yourself, playing a game. So how about for you? What are some ways that you could nurture yourself uh, in your mind? Oh, I love what Jenny said. I choose to give and receive. Yes, that flow of giving and receiving is really powerful. And that, that could be a beautiful affirmation that you repeat to yourself as a way of making space for that. I choose how to spend my day this season. I love that too, Linda. That's great. So are there other things that, that folks um, want to invite in that would be nurturing to the mind? I also see a treasure map and vision board. That's beautiful. Creating beauty and order and delight. Those are beautiful. So let's move on to the body. I see journaling time. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so the body, we've had a couple of different experiences of body. 
um, movement. Um, I loved what Kelly did earlier was so nice because for me, you know, I had been sitting and engaging in ways and it, it allowed me to embody what the wisdom and insights and other things that I got. So um, one thing that came across really clearly to me is that things can be, can take a short period of time, but could have a, a really big impact. So sometimes we stop ourselves from doing something nurturing because we think, oh, I've got to take like an hour to do a yoga class. Well, what she took us through was a short period of time, but I don't know about you. I felt really energized after and really um, uh, just deeply nurtured. It, it felt really good and I felt more connected. When I bring in my body into it, I feel more connected. So any kind of mindful movement, yoga, you know, nourishing food. I think that all of the wisdom that uh, Mia brings in about planning, what we're going to eat is so important because if we get to a part where we're in a frenzy because we're really hungry, we might not make choices that are most nurturing for ourselves. So making plans, uh, one of the things I thought is, wow, wouldn't it be great over this holiday season to have a whole lot of things in my, in my, um, uh, prepped in my refrigerator for salads and grain bowls and things like that that could be multi-used that I just start with all that put it in and then and then people have what they need um so being intentional um about our food certainly um also intentionally relaxing um when we're in a really stressed state we don't make our best choices <laughs> we just don't we're in our fight flight part of our brain and so Intentionally relaxing our bodies and our in our minds allow us to then make more nurtured decisions for ourselves. Um, some of the other things, dancing. I love. She said we're going to end uh, my or my or the day with the Michael Franti song. I love being able to put on music and just dancing. Um, sometimes I put on music while I'm taking a walk in my neighborhood and I dance. And I'm sure people think like, what is that woman doing? I don't care. I don't care because what it does for me is it invigorates my my life. And that, again, can be a really short time. You could put on a three-minute song and have your total energy shifted and, and refocused. Um, taking walks in nature, anything to do with nature. And I know we all live in different places. So I'm out in California, and so I am grateful that at this time of year, I can still be out and enjoy things. I think you can sit at a window, whether you can be out in it or not, and connect, see what's happening, feel that deep connection to Mother Earth. It's there all the time, whether we can, you know, be surrounded by it or just connected to it uh, in any way. So what are some other ways that folks nurture their bodies? Oh, I, I, I want to go back to the um, go back to the um, mind uh, reading energizes. I see that from Colleen. I see uh, reading and writing poetry. Beautiful. Lovely. That's really resonating. Um, oh, body. Wonderful. Heather, sacred shower to honor all the parts of my body. Stretch, dance and lotion love. I love that. Like every time you put your lotion on, like I love you, body. I'm so grateful you, for you, arm. I'm so, yeah, that's wonderful. I love these. Um, getting out in the cold. Um, yeah. And anytime we shift, um, you know, our perspectives and use all of our senses, so, so nurturing. Face masks, journey dance, cold plunges. Oh, Kelly, you are very courageous. I appreciate that. Massage, sex, um, being in nature, all of those things. Swimming, beautiful. 
Beautiful. So find ways that you can invite that in again, either in a short period of time, or if you have longer, put it on your schedule and, and prioritize that. Snuggles with my kiddos. Oh yes. Snuggles with kiddos, snuggles with pets, any of those things where we have that. And, you know, I, I think we've, um, uh, being two years into this pandemic, recognizing how important physical touch is. Um, so much of the time, part of my spiritual practice would be hugging someone. It would be a mindfulness practice and a spiritual practice, really being present with somebody and spreading, you know, my love and care for them in a hug, which I just haven't been able to do in the same way. So I really, uh, really, um, I'm appreciating some of the things that really nurture me in my body and, and prioritizing doing them. Okay, friends, let's look at spirit. So spirit can be in all different ways. Uh, for me, it could be a gratitude practice. Anything that brings me joy is an enlivening of my spirit. Music, I sing, um, uh, you know, playing music with other people, uh, connecting in meaningful ways, whether it's individually with someone, family, friends, being creative. All of those things can be deeply um, uh, nurturing spiritually. It could be um, participating in a ritual or in a service or anything. Um, it can be more formal. It can be um, created on your own. Um, uh, doing Sacred Circle with Julie, singing, I see. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. I think that um, uh, finding ways to plug in and find what those things are, as I said, as you look at your list and you have things written out, see what things are in all three categories. Highlight them. Those are the things that you want to be sure to create space in your day to do because you will feel enlivened by them in a really powerful way. Um, so what I love is this list can just continue to grow and you might focus on doing that for the holiday. But imagine if you saw that in a time where you maybe uh, um, have a mental perspective that you're more busy in the holidays and you can do this, imagine the confidence and the belief in yourself that you'll have about nurturing yourself throughout the year, right? If you can make this commitment and find small ways to plug these things in, then you can start to notice what a difference. One of the things that I've found is that the more we nurture ourselves, the more we value ourselves. And the more we value ourselves, the more we prioritize nurturing ourselves. And it becomes this beautiful, um, self-fulfilling cycle. And when, then when we don't do those things, we notice. We notice, oh, I don't, I don't feel as grounded today or I don't feel as um, patient today. I don't know if anybody ever notices when, <laughs> like what your red flags are um, to know. But I'm a super patient person. When I start to not be patient, I'm like, oh, I need to fill up. Okay, great. That's so helpful to know. So um, use your list and then keep coming back to yourself. I look at self-nurturing as an evolving practice. It's not these activities. It's what I bring to it. I bring this commitment to myself, to prioritizing myself in, in, in the schedule and all the ways that I serve in, in the world, that how important it is for me to care for myself. And so um, making a commitment to check in with ourselves regularly is part of this practice of, of creating a nurtured, self-nurtured holiday. So maybe you do that with the stop analogy. Stop, take a breath, observe, like you might observe what's going on inside, 
observe what's going on outside you and then proceed. Give yourself spaciousness, even if it's moments of spaciousness throughout the day. Check in. Check in with how you feel. Check in with what you need. And then my favorite question to ask myself is, what would be the most nurturing thing I could do in this moment? It may be to respond to myself with compassion. It may be to breathe in a little bit more deeply. Um, even those five breaths that we did earlier, wow, uh, breathe in an intention. I breathe in an intention of love and I release impatience, right? That whole thing of what are we inviting in? What are we releasing? Uh, really, really important. So finding ways to tune in and check in with yourself in an ongoing way. Then find ways to celebrate your nurturing choices. The most important thing that we can do to keep our motivation high around any new thing that we're doing is to acknowledge ourselves. So acknowledge yourself, celebrate yourself. They can be really small, like today I paused and I breathed. I mean, they do not have to be big moment momentous things. They can be the small things that have made a big difference. So just pause, acknowledge yourself, put it in your gratitude journal, but find ways to incorporate that in your day as well. Then the final thing, and all of these are on page 56 if you want to look back at them, but the final thing, friends, is saying no to activities that are not nurturing or in alignment with your intention for the holiday. Now, I know this is difficult for sure, but one of the things that the, the um, phrases from Brene Brown that really grounds me in this practice is she says, daring to set boundaries is loving yourself enough to risk disappointing others. So revolutionary. As soon as I go, this setting boundaries is an act of love for myself. It's an act of self-nurturing. And I'm going to risk disappointing somebody else because otherwise I will pay the price later in feeling regretful or, or not bringing my full self if I don't want to be somewhere, right? Um, and I want to be, like my mantra is, I am love, I choose love, I radiate love. Like that is who I want to be. If I say yes to something I'm not really into, I guarantee you, friends, people will know. <laughs> people will feel it in my energy. So that isn't who I want to be in the world. And so really giving ourselves an opportunity to look at things and say, does this, you know, is this going to further the intention that I have for the self-nurtured holiday? Um, you know, is there a way, as Mia said earlier, that if I say yes to this, I can bring a spirit of self-nurturing to it so it isn't, you know, something draining me, but it's something lifting me up. You know, adding these self-nurturing practices into your holiday, I promise you, will help you embody more love and joy and nurturing. I think the gift of, of holiday is um, this time of being connected, this time of celebrating, this kind of pause out of our lives into what, what brings us joy. So bringing that energy uh, to it we have a choice around. And I just, it just as a gentle reminder, we can create a self-nurtured holiday by just bringing this nurturing spirit to what we do, treating ourselves with compassion and loving kindness and choosing to remain filled up throughout time, right? So it's not like we fill up once and it's a once and done. It doesn't work like that. It has to, or uh, we can choose for it to be an ongoing commitment that we make to ourselves. And I believe that that decision 
this decision you're making right now, you are going to feel the healing ripples of nurturing that are going to run out into your life. Everyone around you is going to feel that and you're going to be a role model. You are going to be an inspiration to other people to invest in their own light and their own love so that that's what gets spread out into the world. So I thank you all so much for prioritizing yourself the way you are today, showing up for this weekend, creating the kind of uh, holiday and life that you want to live. So I just I, I thank you so much for um, for being here and being you. Oh my gosh, Kelly Grimes, thank you so much. That was so, so beautiful. Um, and I keep staring at that heart. I want one. <laughs> Where's the heart from? <laughs> Such it's from Collective Hearts. And I'll put that information too. Oh my anyway. God, I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes so that you can choose one and really feel like you can take some action around what you've been inspired to in my conversations with our amazing guests. And especially this one with Kelly, because it really needs you to lean into yourself, right? That is self-nurturing. And so often, myself included, I listen to all this inspiring content and then don't take action. And action is really where the change happens. We can't think about it. We have to really experience it. And so I highly recommend experiencing some of the things that you heard today. And again, a doable change, the reason the doable part is the self-nurturing part, right? So we really do want to make this doable. I don't want any episode to feel like this long list of to-dos that gets added to your already very busy list. Instead, I really want you to think about choosing one thing and really fitting it into your world, one thing at a time. And what happens when you do that is, let's say you choose one thing a week, then over the course of a year, you have 52 things that you've really organically stacked into your life, all making a big impact on your energy and happiness and joy and well-being and all the things that you know these doable changes are supposed to affect. And you may find some that just don't work for you. And that's fine too. So maybe at the end of the year, you actually have 40 things that really serve you and you've decided the other ones really don't. And that's great too. But it's hard to make that choice if we don't experience them. All right, I'll get off my soapbox and give you the three doable changes from this episode. So number one, set an intention. Set your intention for the holiday season or this week or today or next year. How do you want to feel? Declare it. Write it down. Put it where you can see it. So important. As you approach things throughout the day or week or season or year, ask, does this fit with my intention? And let your intention guide your choices and how you show up. Because every time we make a choice, a genuine choice, instead of staying in limbo, that is nurturing. And intentions are a great lens for which to look. So that is doable change number one. Number two, choose a year of self-nurturing if that's speaking to you. Leaning into your life, figuring out what you really want and making time for that is like the ultimate form of self-nurturing, allowing yourself to be held by other women 
is self-nurturing. Making space for the sacred, for sacred circle, and calming your nervous system. Those things are self-nurturing. So your doable change today could be to choose Flow 365 or to give yourself a week to consider it. That would probably be the most nurturing thing. And choose to have all of the self-nurturing acts and more as part of your life for a full year. And that one doable step might just open up so many more doable changes in a really loving and supporting way. Now, I just have to say one more thing about this doable change is that if you make it your doable change for a week, the nurturing piece of that is to make a choice. So I'm not attached to you saying yes. I don't want you to feel like you wish you could and not be able to take action. So be in conversation with us or decide not now, but make a choice Making a choice is always nurturing. And actually, what we say in flow all the time is that all planning is, is making choices. It's a series of choices um, and, and a series of committing to different things over and over and over again. That's all planning is. So give yourself the nurturing of making a choice. And again, no is always fine. All right? So, but we would love to be here if choosing a year of self-nurturing, a really supported year of self-nurturing is part of your, um, what's really calling to you right now. All right, doable step number three, write a permission slip. This is one of my favorite Kelly tips. Permission and commitment go hand in hand. So give yourself permission for self-nurturing. That means giving yourself permission to prioritize yourself, your needs, your intention, what matters to you. And it's really fun to actually write it out as a permission slip, like the same kind that you would write for your kids when they go on a field trip or whatever it is that you're giving them permission to do. And then commit to one act of self-nurturing and then another and then another and then another. But part of this is really understanding that we're worth it. We're worth self-nurturing. And if that feels like a big leap, sometimes what I have to say is like, listen, when I feel nurtured, I nurture so much better. So often as women, we feel like, you know, we are the nurturers and we forget to nurture ourselves. But I can promise you that you become such a a better nurturer when you're nurtured, that if that's what convinces you to take this first doable step, then go from there. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're taking really good care of yourself at this time of year, whatever that means for you. And remember, it looks really different for each one of us because we're all different. And some of us you know, want to be with people. Some of us want to be alone. Some of us um, like lots of holiday cheer. Some of us wish there wasn't so much commercialism. Like everybody gets to have their own thoughts about whatever's going on in your life. And we can change our minds and we can change season to season and we can change month to month, right? We don't have to stick to the same thing. So just allow yourself, just give yourself permission to take care of yourself, whatever that means right this second, which again, looks very different for each one of us. 
All right. I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast, which is another special sneaky one that I've pulled from um, our most recent event and has a tool that I firmly believe in all the time and particularly at this time of year.